Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of HP Critical Podcast, where my friends and I talk all things gaming. I know that y'all missed us last week, but, you know, shit happens. Uh, but we're back, and we're recording super late, so I apologize if, you know, we all look tired or, you know, things go off the rails. It's a crazy podcast, but a crazy time of the day. It's like 10 p.m., so, you know, things happen. Uh, we're recording. Kelly uh, literally H- just said she's feeling frisky, so, I mean... HP Critical it's After Dark, you know? Like, we'll see what happens. But um, because you guys missed us last week, we're going to talk a little bit about some gaming news last week and then uh, fill in with some stuff this week. And we will eventually get a Gabe joining the call for uh, all our uh, Gabe fans out there in the world who like listening for his uh, wrong opinions on things. And <laughs> until then, let me introduce you all to my lovely co-host. Um, Darrell Levy is my name. And we've got Brandon. Hello, everybody. Kelly. Hi, guys. And Sterling as a very special guest who I drug on last minute. Thank you, Sterling, for joining us. <laughs> Looking cool, Sterling. <laughs> well, this is totally to stop. <laughs> this is totally a plug for uh, his podcast coming up, Memory Card Memoirs, which a few of us are on from HP Critical, uh, talking about a lovely special, you know, video game. So you definitely have to just look out and listen to hear us talk about video games that we love. It might um, be related to the shirt I'm wearing, you know, possibly. <clears throat> oh, yes, sir. <clears throat> wow, excuse me. Sorry, guys. And uh, anyway, let's just hop right into some gaming news from last week. Uh, and our uh, gaming entertainment news from last week, and then we'll talk about some stuff from this week. So the first thing I want to talk about from last week is from GameSpot dot com and it says amid controversy between johnny depp and amber heard aquaman 2 filmmakers make it clear that the twitterverse doesn't dictate the story they want to tell so uh i'm gonna you know just uh, summarize this a little bit um basically amber heard and johnny depp have been going through this nasty legal battle where he has claimed that she uh i'm sorry she has claimed excuse me she has claimed that he has assaulted her and he said all of those uh accusations are completely unfounded and correct me if i'm wrong but i believe that we have found out that they were indeed unfounded um and all and yeah it was actually like she is the way around right yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. And so as, as you do, you know, Twitter has said, you know, Amber Heard should be punished for what she's done. And lots of people think that she should be removed from Aquaman 2 as a punishment for what she's done. And there is the discourse of, you know, if she were a man doing this, she would have gotten removed from the, you know, movie, but she's a woman and she's a pretty woman and she feels like she can get away with a lot of things. Uh, the director, <clears throat> excuse me, will not remove Amber Heard because of Johnny Depp fans. In an interview, one producer makes it clear that the Twitterverse doesn't dictate the story they want to tell. This is by David Volinsky. According to producers, the creative team behind the upcoming Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom gave no credence whatsoever to the online petition calling on Warner Bros. to remove actor Amber Heard from the movie. Indeed, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom began production on July 19th, and Heard is reprising her role as Atlantean Queen Mira. The public appeal was another one of those things that makes you question what the internet is ultimately good for. Heard has characterized the appeal previously as a paid campaign instigated by fans of her ex-husband Johnny Depp, who previously was asked uh, to back from his role in Fantastic Beasts 3 after UK tabloid called him a wife beater. So, he's already lost a role due to this. Um, <clears throat> and people on the internet put a petition saying that she should lose hers. Um, 
One is not unaware of what is going on in the Twitterverse, but that doesn't mean you have to react to it or take it as gospel or accede to their wishes, um, said Safran, who is one of the producers on the film. Uh, you, you have to do what's right for the film. All right, so that's that. How y'all feel about that? I feel like if you have a movie as, you know, really, I don't know, unpopular as Aquaman and you're going to, I mean, Jason Momoa is shirtless. Yeah. That's the, that's the one redeeming quality of it. Yep. Uh, so you're going to have a movie, Aquaman 2, it's not even like any part of the Justice League. There's nothing like special about it at all. And then like people are demanding that you get rid of this one person and you're not like, do you want anyone to watch your movie? Like, do you want anyone to watch your movie? Because I mean, I'm not. Dang. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll catch the highlights of Jason Momoa shirtless. That will be it. Um, but like, it's not like a big ticket movie that everyone like wants to see. Does anybody care about Aquaman? Like the first one. Care about? I liked oh. it. The first one made like a billion dollars, didn't it? Oh, I have no idea how much money it made, but I, I don't know. The, I, like I don't know the sales. I just know I went to see it and I enjoyed it. Oh, well. <clears throat> Then I digress. I have not seen it. It's it's not good. It's nothing special. That's what I thought. I didn't think it was good. I thought it was bad. And then she has like, doesn't she have like fake red hair? Like, is she Ariel? She's like, I don't know. It was like underwater, but it's like I, not. Yeah. I'm like, it's just weird. Um, but Jason Momoa, my Cal Drogo, my son in <laughs> uh, I. I mean, I'd want to pay him, but that's about it. I just think uh, that I think it's less about what Twitter wants and more about the integrity of your project. Um, I just feel like, you know, if someone has lied about something as serious as uh, abuse in a relationship, and then it's not only is it unfounded, but it turns out that this person has been the abuser, um, you don't get to continue to, you know, profit and just, you know, be what you were before after it's been exposed to what you are, I think. Um, I think it's just about being a good person. But I also think, of course, you know, there's the whole, there are contracts here. We don't want to pay her out. And like, I'm sure they just don't want to pay her out and like, you know, yeah. get someone else or, you know, try to have to continue with a new Queen Mira or write a new character or whatever. I'm sure it's just a lot of work. But it's also about being a good person. So mm -hmm. that's all I got to say about it. To give my little two cents, I think it definitely shows the massive double standard that Johnny Depp got fired from literally from his being, movie, yeah, from Jack Sparrow and from being in Harry Potter, and then it comes out that Amber hurts the abuser, and just nobody seems to give a fuck. And she gets to keep her role. And and again, like it, it just kind of goes to show. I'm not saying this to like dismiss other people's like plights and problems, but like when it comes to abuse and like suicide with men, like it, it's a much different story, right? Like the, the rates of it happening are much higher than people think. And when it comes out, it just seems like the uh, narrative is like, be a man and just suck it up, <laughs> which is very bad. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Brandon, anything? Not too much more than what was already said, but it's just like Sterling said, this, this is a, a disgusting double standard at the moment that 
he was accused of this and still to my knowledge doesn't have those roles back or whatever don't know if he would even accept at this point if it'd be like a matter of pride or whatever but yeah the fact that she's still like continual when it was like revealed that she was it's just like it's like you said, Jerome, maybe it's just a matter of like uh, contracts or whatever, but like, I feel like if there's any kind of like other serious repercussions, I feel like their hand would be forced and maybe that's just what they're waiting for, for their hand to be literally forced so they don't have to deal with no legal BS, but like, I imagine this whole issue is probably a lot more complicated than any of us realize, but at the end of the day, it's just not right. That's all there is to it. All right, well, moving right along, recently released was Midnight Suns, the uh, Marvel game that is a tact, an epic tactical RPG set in the darker side of the Marvel Universe, featuring uh, Blade, among other characters. Uh, yes, I did bring him up because he's a black guy. Uh, so, uh, um, and he's a really awesome character. Uh, Marvel tactical RPG thoughts. Uh, well, okay. So I made a tweet about this, that when they reveal that this is a Marvel game, that's a tactical RPG. And then when they show gameplay, that it's a card based tactical RPG. I already knew that's going to turn so many people off. There's so many people who are like, nope, don't care. Don't like cards. Don't like tactical RPG. I certainly don't like card games with tactical or tactical RPG with cards. But for me, I'm super in. I am super in because, like, I, I've, I've played my share of, like, uh, card-based uh, games, um, and I enjoy tactical RPGs. That's not a secret. So, the, the and then looking at how the gameplay was, like, married these two things together, um, it looks like it's really, it's going to be really entertaining. I want to see more gameplay, but the basic concept they showed is not interesting. And also, you know, Marvel Midnight Suns, it's this, it's this game that's, like, it's bringing out these characters that we don't often see. Like, you know, we always, we often see Iron Man. We see Captain America all the time. Those are like the core Marvel characters you see. But then we're also seeing, like you said, Blade. How often does he appear in a game besides like uh, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games? How, we never see Nico Minoru from the Runaways. Never. Uh, you don't see uh, Magic. These are characters that you just don't see. And that they're finally getting like this spotlight and like this, in, like this game along with the character that you control as well. I'm just super excited, not just because representation cares you don't normally see, but I just, I'm per, I know the gameplay is not going to be for everyone, but I know I'm personally invested. It's something that I'm definitely looking forward to. And I'm going to be quiet because Gabe is finally here. Yes. Welcome back, Gabe. We love to see it. Bow, 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 Gabe bow, fans, bow, bow. we're missing you. Like the two of you. Hello, I'm, hey, I'm one of those two. Oh my gosh, Sterling's here. <laughs> and yes, Sterling's here. Wow, he cares more about Sterling than Russell. <laughs> I like Canadian the I friend. like I like I like the shave, Jero. Your shaves look really nice. Thank you. I was actually just digging complaining the, about it. Digging the beanie, uh Brandon, Kelly, beautiful as always. Nice Aww. to see everybody. That's so sweet. I feel like it's my Friday. Fun. I'm happy as hell. I've been working. Oh, yeah, that's what's up. Like, I had I had a full, uh, for those that don't know, um, I'm a part, I used to be a part-timer and I just made the transition to a full-time schedule at my job and they had me coming in at 6 a.m. on a, on Tuesday for some training. And let me tell you, after that, I was like, I need it to be Thursday. I need to stop. But yeah. Hello, everybody. Um. All right, yeah, so uh, anyone else on Midnight Suns, Marvel's Midnight Suns, tactical <sighs> RPG? So excited for it, except for the RPG moment uh, aspect of it. Um, I don't know if Brandon mentioned it, but they had, they, 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 you know, they showed the, a little bit of gameplay and the combat mm -hmm. gameplay. And 
the camera angle. I'm hoping it was just something that happened for the trailer, but the camera angle was a little, it kind of looked like a third person shooter type camera angle. Mm -hmm. You're playing a tactical RPG and ideally you want to have, you know, an over the top view of that. So that's the only thing I'm a little iffy about, but uh, you know, I feel like tactical RPGs for superhero games isn't, you know, the normal approach, but I'm excited to see what they do with that. Yeah, it's very different for for a Marvel superhero game. It's certainly something they they really don't do that often. And I do agree about the camera angle. Like, um, yeah, I like to see as much of the field as possible if I'm playing a tactical game. So hopefully that's just something they do for like action shots. They still have time to show gameplay. This game's not coming yeah. out till March, so we got like six months. So they got time. I'm 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 definitely interested to see more though. It's done by the team that works on XCOM, so I mean mm-hmm. you gotta trust them with that tactical gameplay. Oh yeah, they're good with they can do their tactics. All right, well, <clears throat> I have no opinions. Kelly, do you have any opinions? All right, great. I'm going to move on then. <laughs> and, I, you know, I, I'm sure it's going to be cool. Plays in it. Streamer Tim the Tat Man will now stream exclusively on YouTube, leaving behind 7 million followers and over 30,000 subscribers from Twitch. Tell me. That's... What do y'all think? Uh, Dr. Uh, Lupo always also left, actually. How many? Like do you know huge... his stats? Uh, I could probably find it. Actually, will this channel be deleted? I wonder. Um, yeah, a lot. They were really popular streamers, and now, like, they're just gone. I mean, I can't imagine how much YouTube must have paid them. They were probably some of the highest paid people on Twitch. That was going to be my question. Like, what was the reason? Then were they paid to leave? Like, because I remember, I remember the no, whole- No, I thought- Okay, so Dr. Lupo has 4.5 million followers. All right, someone else go ahead. I, I don't want to speak out of turn. Sorry. Well, go ahead, I just I just I just literally don't understand why. Like I remember the whole ninja thing. Like he got paid an obscene amount of money to go to Mixer. Then of course Mixer died and he went back to Twitch. But like what's the reason for this shift? Like, is it the Twitch controversy? Is it they thought a YouTube audience would be better? Like I'm they just, must like, have gotten paid. They must have gotten paid. There's hey, no I can't imagine yeah. another reason to leave. But I wonder if also has to do with the Dr. Disrespect thing. Because remember, he got banned from Twitch and there's never a reason. And up until recently, he finally said, like, you know, we're taking them to court, whatever, because I know the reason now, blah, blah, blah. And like Tim the Tatman and Dr. Reason, Dr. Reason and Dr. Disrespect, they're, you know, they're very. Dr. Lupo. The, huh? Dr. Lupo? No, no, I was talking about Dr. Disrespect. Oh, okay. It's too oh, many him, doctors. Him and, yeah, that for real. Let, let's let's stop with the generic names, people. Um, but yeah, Doctor Disrespect and Tim the Tatman, they you know they, they they seem to have you know a friendship that extends beyond you know the streaming stuff. So I wonder if it has to do with that too. But I, I definitely think they were paid to leave yeah, a probably. fat sum. Oh my god! I just remember there was a professional Smash player as well who for a while went by the name Doctor PP. And then when he got like really big, he realized this is not, this name is not going to work out. This, I, and so he changed his name to PPMD. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm like, this name sucks. <laughs> Dr. PP. Yeah. I don't like how he, how Tim the Tatman announced it though on the day of the Twitch strike. I feel like that was. The most Man. opportune day to announce yeah. it. What do you mean? Like that's I mean, but like, when I, you but would like, announce it. But like, 
I don't I mean, know. I feel like, like he's used with some himself. of the fans. Yeah, I feel like some like yeah. some of the fans were like, "Oh, he's doing it because you know, Twitch is not doing anything for its streamers, whatever." But like, I'm like, oh. that ain't the real reason. The real reason he got that bag. Do it then. Like oh well, no, yeah, of course. The whole because yeah, gotta... it looks like you're so committed to the movement that you're never yeah. fucking coming back. Like, yep, 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 yeah. yep. <laughs> Even though yep. you might. I was like, yeah. oh man, he's so committed. He'll just never stream on Twitch again. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but again, like like <laughs> Kelly said. You can't just leave behind seven million followers like for nothing. Yeah, for you, nothing. There is definitely some money involved there. There's gotta be, gotta be. They're all gonna come over to YouTube. It's fine. Yeah, if they I love mean, your they content. Gotta go they're gonna go now. watch your YouTube. Yeah, like it's gonna happen. Um, so let's move on, if you guys don't mind. Sure. So Far Cry Six previews came out uh, last week at some point, and there's an article Akataku written by Ethan Gack titled, If You're Going to Preview Far Cry 6, At Least Do It Right. Some of the latest takes on Ubisoft's next open-world shooter have been truly uninspired. I'm going to read a little bit of this for you guys, and then I just want to get your overall opinion on this. Far Cry 6 is still over a month out from release, and while there remains plenty we don't know yet, a massive batch of hands-on previews dropped this week across various gaming outlets and influencer videos, shedding more light on the game. The problem is what they illuminate and what they don't. They paint Far Cry 6 as the latest predictable blockbuster, albeit one with aspirations of saying something meaningful about revolution and the oppression that spurs it sound familiar the previews seem to just be there to tell us whether the shooting is any good and what novel ways ubisoft has found to dress up its to-do list icon filled maps rather than to integrate why we should expect anything more from far cry this time around in some ways it feels like we've learned nothing at all not your grandfather's revolution quipped ign Far Cry 6 is a huge game in every sense, announced VG247. It looks to be a big, beautiful game, concluded VentureBeat. Even the previews that acknowledge the series' troubled thematic past remained optimistic it might not get in the way this time around. Hopefully, the enjoyment we get from flying around in our wingsuits, firing over-the-top weapons, and fighting alongside a cute wiener dog named Chorizo doesn't contrast too harshly with the story of an island in political peril, wrote Game Informer. What I've learned from previews like these and others, Kotaku was not invited to these demos, is that Far Cry 6 will let you force helicopters to land so you can steal them rather than just blowing them up. The series' skill tree has been replaced with a loot-based system where stats and abilities are activated by equipping new guns and armor. Chickens, alligators, and other murderous amigos will even fight by your side while you're torching island compounds with DIY flamethrowers. What I've heard less, less, much less about, excuse me, if anything at all, is what Far Cry 6 does to prevent itself from feeling like another gory vacation to an exoticized uh, country created by Canadian studios under the umbrella of a French company. Maybe that's by design. Narrative payoffs are an easy thing to hide from preview demos under the auspices of not spoiling anything. I'm going to stop there. Y'all get where this is going. Essentially, the author saying, you know, all these all these places that are previewing this game are saying the same thing. They're talking about the mechanics, etc. None of them are actually talking about what the studio is doing to make Far Cry a serious game, to make sure that like the, the subject matter that they're touching is actually talked about. Uh, there's been a little discourse on this because some people feel that when you're writing an article like this, you shouldn't call out other outlets um, because they're doing their job. Uh, and then, you know, some people... Yeah, whatever. How do y'all feel about it? I don't know. I had like I saw the art, I saw the tweet, and I was like, and then I read the article, and I was like, I don't get it. But like, I guess because I, I needed someone else to read it to me, as stupid as that sounds. But like, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I saw a lot of people were getting mad. 
well, you said they were getting mad because they called out other outlets, but I had there's some people in, in the, the the comment section of that tweet of uh, that Kotaku put up, and they were like, they said something about letting Hispanics review it or, or letting you know Hispanics or Latinx get you know to do the one that that they should be the ones doing the 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 previews and whatnot. So I was I was, I'm out all of the sorts of what I don't know what people are actually mad at. Okay, well, I'll try to explain it as far as I understand. Um, yes, a lot of people do believe that because this is essentially a video game based on a, you know, based on Cuba, right? Like it's based on that type of regime. Uh, that That's what the game is about. Like we already know it's going to be a political game. Um, and because it's set in that Hispanic culture, people would appreciate if uh, more Latinx uh content creators got to review these video games because they would have an understanding that like say someone else would not so that's a part of what you read in the comments which i think is completely understandable right like if if there's um <laughs> never mind um you guys get it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make i'm uh I just talked about how I'm always doing this, Kelly. I'm not going to do it again. Uh, but you guys get the point. Um, so some people were saying that there are nuances to how this is handled. And uh, someone with a Latinx you know, background might be able to understand that better and see whether what's done right and what's done wrong, um, especially because this is a, a, a company that is not latinx in any sense um but also this person who ethan who wrote this article is saying that everyone else who wrote previews about it talks about the gameplay but none of them actually talk about the nuances of uh you know what happens within the game based on the culture that they're emulating that's what he's saying essentially does that make sense yeah yeah, yeah. and um some people are like you know technically it's IGN's job to write about the game right like if if IGN gets a chance to preview a game um it's their job to talk about how the game plays mm -hmm. and so some people are like why are you calling out these outlets when they're just doing their job and talking about how the game plays uh, but at the same time there's an understanding that you want to hear more essentially like you would want to hear more about what uh ubisoft is doing to make sure that this far cry game isn't you know offensive to uh hispanic culture you know etc and instead of that he's just saying all we got was the same rote thing from every outlet um yeah that that's essentially what it is does anybody want to go before i rant about this quickly uh all i can say is like it is it, it is a little strange that yeah that all these, uh, you know, like you said, they're doing their job. They're writing about the gameplay of this video game. But it does seem weird that, you know, Far Cry games love or hate the story. They always have had these narratives. And they and as the series has been going on, it's been again, leaning more and more into that. I would I can definitely say that Far Cry, like Far Cry 3 and Far Cry 6, I would say, are the games that highlighted its plot the most in terms of its marketing. And so for this game to be, you know, uh, publicized in all these different um, publications and really not deal, delve deep into the story, it does seem a little odd. It does seem a little odd. It seems, I don't know what, I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that it was necessarily right to like call out the outlets, but it does seem strange that such a big part of this narrative-based video game is seemingly being ignored. That's... It's more confusing than anything is what I feel, honestly, in this in, the, in this particular instance. That's fair. Like, I feel like this is just me, though. I feel like if 
an outlet is doing a preview of a game, then like things like the gameplay should be focused on. Cause I mean, you want to know how the game plays, but then when it comes to the story and all that stuff, and you know, like you're mentioning, like what the, how the game tackles all this political stuff. I think that belongs in the review of the game. So. I also fair. What's also fair. Yeah, I I, that's, that's just me personally. I feel like when I look at, when I, you know, for example, when I, the, the preview of that, the stupid Nickelodeon all-star brawl thing was <laughs> oh coming out. I looked in, you know, I went into that. You know, I looked into those videos because I just wanted to see how the game plays. Like, I didn't care about like, sure. Is and there that's, a story? That's, is, it, is it like yeah, Smash Bros? Probably not even like, have a story. Like, yeah. But I mean, you'd be surprised because I said the same it's thing true. about Smash and they're that's like, true. there's a story. So that's like, true. yeah, I, again, I feel like there's a, there's a big broad difference between a preview of a game because you want to know the mechanics of it how it plays and like is there anything new in the way the gameplay is like is it still the same far cry that you've played before did they add anything new did they switch any of the old mechanics and then you know when it comes to the story and how they tackle stuff i i believe that goes in the review all right i tend to agree with gabe um i just wrote an impression of uh tales of arise is my first tales game on hpcritical.com which you can check out at hpcritical.com and um i didn't write about the story in there because i don't know the fucking story it was like a short demo version i wrote about you know my impressions of the video game i didn't write about the story at all i think that's totally okay because i can't spoil the story um so i i tend to agree with gabe on that however I also am going to say that I think it's okay to quote other outlets on your article. I know a lot of people didn't like the way it was quoted because this article does come off as like, oh, Kotaku didn't get to review it. So we're going to talk shit about everybody who did. And I think that's a big deal. I think that's why a lot of people are, you know, are concerned about it. But at the same time, I feel like in... When it, when it comes to, you know, peer reviews and when you're writing something, I have, I have called out other websites in writing before because sometimes it is relevant to what I'm saying. And it's not necessarily a negative thing. It's just like this, this place said this, this place said this, this place said this. I'm going to tell you guys what I think they're missing. I also think that's fine. However, this person who wrote this article did a really shitty job at researching it before they wrote that article. And the reason I say that is because I follow enough people uh, enough PLC creators to know that a lot of them who Ubisoft did give previews to, um, they did talk about this. Specifically, they talked about this. So the fact that you wrote this article about all these big sites, but you've ignored everyone who actually does talk about this means that before you write an article telling everyone that they're doing their um, review wrong, you've actually done your research wrong. Like, you just look like an asshole now. I, I wouldn't say that otherwise, but the fact that I was able to find previews of Far Cry 6 by Latinx creators who specifically talk about what you're saying everyone else misses means that your circle is too small and you're looking at these big mm. outlets and looking for things that are missed elsewhere. How about you actually do your research before you write an article like this? Because now you just sound like an asshole. And there I'm going to move that's on. Fair. No, that's unless, absolutely fair. Yeah. Unless Sterling has anything to say. Uh, <laughs> I really don't. I... I typically stay away from Ubisoft games. I think they're boring and uh, kind of like this. <laughs> what? What? What is No, Jarell's I'm not laughing reaction? at you. I'm laughing at Jarrell's reaction. Like, <laughs> you just like slowly put the. That is not what I was expecting to hear. <laughs> I don't play Ubisoft games. They're boring. Next. Thank you, Next. You know what? You said uh, what Kelly's thinking. It's fun. I love Just Dance. <laughs> Too bad we're not coming I, to Ubisoft games. I just, their work 
workplace issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I just find it strange that, you know, a lot of my Ubisoft is like knowledge is from back in the day with old Assassin's Creed. And they always preface each game with like, this has been made by a wide array of people of different cultures and religions. And it's like, how are some of your games so brain dead in the culture department that like what is going on behind the scenes that like you're missing the mark so bad in some games and like some of the ideas and storylines you're putting forward it's just uh, well hey talking about missing the mark you know who missed the mark recently Ooh. I'll tell you, uh, Horizon Forbidden West will not offer a free upgrade from PS4 to PS5 on its standard or special editions, and you cannot pay to upgrade a standard edition to one that does include the PS5 version. Talk about missing updated. the mark. Uh, but we're That's talking not... about last week, so before the update, I want to know what you guys felt about it. Oh, that was shitty. Fucking garbage, bro. Oh my gosh. And it was shit. And the reasoning for why they did it was even shittier, honestly, because here's the thing. They were saying that, like, oh, uh, games that come out within the launch of the PlayStation 5 that are cross-platform or within the launch window, uh, you'll get free upgrades for those because, you know, we, we know you're not going to get a PS5 right away. But you, know, you know, when you do upgrade to the ecosystem, you can have that free upgrade right into there. And then they were like, well, Horizon uh, Forbidden West didn't make launch window. It's actually going to be coming out 2022. So technically it's not in a launch window. So yeah, you have to pay for it. And of course, people were upset about that because they had previously said that, you know, it was going to be a launch window game and therefore qualify and then be like, well, we didn't make the date. So pay the money. <laughs> it was just like, so yeah, people were upset. It's a shitty thing to, just because you know it's a good it's not a bad thing that the game got delayed of course not it's a gonna that's just gonna make the game better but the fact that it removed itself from this uh deal that they had offered as a result that was that was kind of shitty you know yeah yeah i completely agree like you can't you can't backtrack on something like that yeah yeah um even though they have backtracked on their decision as brandon said it's been updated yeah. but like yeah. come on why would you even why would you even why would you even speaking uh, you know, of why would you even they, they, let me just say this the company some companies will just like you know they'll push the buttons as far as they can so that when you know they, they're like oh well, well i'm sorry here you go and they're like oh hey they're listening like sometimes companies like if you do the worst possible thing and then you do something that's just not quite as bad people look at it a lot better because it's not as bad as the worst thing that happened with um i recently watched a documentary on the game epic mickey and they made that game look as they made they made those disney characters look dystopian af and just to see how far they could go and then when disney was like oh we don't like goofy literally being like a scary looking robot he's like okay so the, now this game is just about mickey going to like some dark disney worlds like okay that's dark but hey it's not as bad as that thing i guess we can improve that i feel like that is such a bad example I was going to use the Microsoft example when they pushed the game, the, the Xbox uh, live to like, what was it? 60 bucks a year. No, yeah. that's what it is now. Yes. Oh yeah. But yeah. That, but that, yeah. But that one, when they did that and then they were like, Oh no, uh, sorry guys. We're just kidding. Yeah, I, I only said that. I think that's a bad example because that's harmless, right? Like to consumers that's harmless. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure. I see. I, I see. But like, this this literally is affecting consumers so mm -hmm. like when it's on such a wide scale i feel like the microsoft example 
is a better example to what you, but I get what you're saying. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I completely understand. And you're right. Like, people will push the boundaries until, like, they want to see how far they can go and then they, they scale back. I completely agree with you. I just think, mm-hmm. like, that is a better example as the Microsoft one because, sure. uh, like, no one's getting hurt because Disney pulled this back. Whereas, like, we're all getting hurt if we can't get this free upgrade because everybody already has this fucking game. Mm-hmm um anyway speaking of uh, bad ideas um or maybe good ideas whatever wh- however you feel about it final fantasy and playstation now is a thing every month until january a new title from the legendary series joins ps now's party first up is final fantasy 7 in september october will be final fantasy 8 november will be final fantasy 9 december will be final fantasy 10 and 10 2 and january will be final fantasy 12 the zodiac age talk about late to the party where is final fantasy 13 on xbox game pass no <laughs> that's that's where it is you want to know oh, that's it literally is? what happened though. it's oh on my xbox God. game pass that that's where it is um uh, so does anyone know whether playstation now is still the thing that you have to stream games from or can you download them oh you still gotta stream them games yeah like who wants to do that yeah look, look here's, <laughs> the, here's, the, here's the thing this would be cool af if it wasn't mm-hmm. for the fact that uh <laughs> um it wasn't on ps now like that's literally the deflated the whole announcement for me that the, all these games now to be fair some of those games are turn-based rpgs maybe it doesn't matter as much the latency is bad if you want to deal with that but like it's still not even worth it and here's the thing <clears throat> let's be real let's be perfectly real Sony's doing this because Microsoft is out there chilling, announcing all these Square Enix games coming to Game Pass, and that's a fantastic deal. So PlayStation is like, oh, oh, but we have some Final Fantasy games. Just put them on PS now. It's the same thing when they realize it's literally not the same thing. <laughs> but they want to make it look like they got them too, so they don't lose the customers that like the Final Fantasies. For real, because everyone played first on PlayStation because that's where they were. It's just right. such a hard sell to me because who is about to stream games? Not me. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I want to know. Who the fuck is playing for play, paying for PlayStation now that they're doing this? It, one, like, and I do I know someone. Answers. But like, you know, I, and I asked them when they told me, I was like, why are you doing this? Like, because like, okay. most of the games you can literally buy for pretty cheap now. Right. Yeah. Final like, Fantasy games, especially the legacy and, ones, are not not that expensive. And you get them like and you don't have to stream them. So they're they're always gonna work. <laughs> like that's that's a thing. Uh yeah, no, I feel like like you said, like cause cause t- you both have said like who's using PS now? It's just like maybe this may may just be a PR move, honestly. Like it's like it's to sell people that hey, there's Final Fantasy games on the PlayStation 2. Xbox isn't the only ones. We're not gonna play them, but hey, it's cool they're doing it. Like I, th- I really feel like I really feel like that's what Sony's trying to do. Like the two people that that you that use PS now, maybe will take advantage of this, and then the everybody else will be like, oh, that's then they're not thinking too much about PS now or don't know how bad the streaming service is. They're like, oh, it's cool that it's on there. I'm not gonna play it there, but it's cool that it's on there. Not thinking about what PS now actually is. I'm literally just thinking about this and from the perspective of someone who doesn't follow game news as heavily as, as, as we do. They're just looking at these games just getting dropped and not wondering what that means. Or or maybe Sony's hoping that it's, it's like, oh, it's on PS Now? Wow, I never looked too deeply into this. Maybe I should get in on this PS Now thing. But you can still buy it on the PlayStation Store for cheap. You sure can. Which is crazy. Sure I hope that's what people Was do. Was it? <laughs> Actually, whatever. Sterling, just, you're saying? I just want to say that a lot of people criticize Microsoft and Xbox for like failing in the past on the Japanese front of like games and the games they offer. Mm-hmm. But 
All I'm saying is that on Xbox Game Pass, I can play Final Fantasy 13 and Octopath Traveler, two of my favorite games, and not on PS Now. So, fuck them kids. Uh, I have Honestly, so I finally canceled my Xbox Game Pass to play, like, to use the money for to my play Final Fantasy 14. I was gonna make a joke and said, "Oh, there's too many Final Fantasy games in this fucking Game Pass. I'm out." And I paid like... for Xbox Game Pass for a year, though. That's 150 dollars that I paid for bucks. Xbox Game Pass. I played one game, and I didn't even play it. My boyfriend played Forza Horizon. Damn. 150 dollars. Uh, could have bought him the deluxe edition. Like, you could have. You know, uh, Sterling. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. No, Final Fantasy 14. It's. Which, okay. and you know what it's not available on xbox uh <laughs> you know sterling you know. uh really quickly what you said you know you could play octopath on the switch i already got it i got it on there yeah too. so it's not really it exciting switch, yeah. that it's on uh game pass especially because it's an older game that was already played and uh all those other final fantasy games on there yeah we've all played them already and if you haven't you can also play them on switch so you know i'm just I, saying that PlayStation doesn't have those two games, but they—I know they, Switch does. You can you can still go buy the disc and pop it into your PlayStation for thirteen, the same way you could have done with uh, the Xbox version. So, yeah, I'm just not—I'm not an Xbox Game Pass hater. I promise. I'm just saying it's not the go-to place for JRPGs like people feel like they can say that it is. No, I'm not saying it is. I'm just like I'm. They don't even have their own shit. Where's Final Fantasy VII remake? Where's Final Fantasy fourteen? It's all a lie. I'm just being coy. Like it, I would never play. Those and games. the Final Fantasy thirteen version on Game Pass just makes you log into like what Xbox three hundred and sixty, and it's so ugly. Yeah, I know, yeah, Kelly. It, that's it, what I did when I turned on the game. It like literally it, took me back to my Xbox three hundred and sixty profile, and I was like. What is this? I want us to see. That's kind of nostalgic. <laughs> like, it was. I was. I remembered my little icon, and I was like, "Oh!" And then the game started playing, and I was like, "Ew!" Like, why does this look like this? I'm shocked it that it didn't receive any kind of improvements on uh, now being on series. It did get better. Like, it, it doesn't look bad. Like, don't get me wrong, it doesn't look bad. But it is. It is the 360 version of this game like it is not it is not an upgraded version which yeah, is very disappointing for me who was super excited but um how about we move on to gaming news for this week everybody ready ready yeah all right let's talk about some this week video game nonsense or fun stuff who knows we'll see what i what i bring up this week uh bug snacks how many guys played it doesn't matter. The developer of Bugsnax is permanently transitioning to a four-day work week in an attempt to give its employees a healthier work-life balance. I'm sure we all agree with that, right? Everybody thinks that's a good idea? That's a great idea. Snacks, they need to put more work into that game. Okay, you know who, you know, that was so unfair. You know I'm who kidding. also needs to put more work into how she views the world? Hmm. Scarlett Johansson. I'm, a, I'm about I'm about to talk shit about oh. her a little bit because um we found out a little bit more about this lawsuit and Scarlett Johansson asked for 100 million dollars after Black Willow shifted uh, to Disney Plus simultaneously uh, to a Disney Plus simultaneous release. This is from Gamespot.com. This includes a 20 million dollar starting salary and 80 million dollars in what was projected to be the box office uh, start at net. 
did i read that right sure i don't know uh, sure off, yeah okay so yeah turns out that uh the negotiation started she was paid 20 million dollars as a starting salary uh she asked for 100 million dollars um apparently negotiations fell through somewhere the, the movie made 372 million dollars worldwide a hundred million of 372 million is a lot that's a huge cut for a single you want part. a third of the movie just because like, it didn't make it to theaters that is a lot of money uh, for a single rather like that's crazy um so yeah you know i'm, I'm not gonna go into this too much all, all we know so far is that the outgoing disney ceo bob Iger, reportedly opted to stay out of the matter he was on a boat when the lawsuit came in um <laughs> and disney studio executive alan horn was not involved in this case either uh, he's expected to step down later <laughs> and yeah right and then you know it passed on to two other people and supposedly they never sent emails or calls back and didn't take the um negotiation seriously and that's where the lawsuit came from this every, the more information that comes out the worse this woman looks to me like how you how, you got to pay, pay 20 million dollars and you want to your negotiations start at a hundred million dollars like start at a hundred million like ma'am, what it is a pandemic ma'am like the movie only made 360 million and this was your estimate before you knew how much it made now that you know it made 360 million you should feel like an asshole for like brandon said asking for one third of the movie's revenue miss what are you doing with your life like what are you like what do you think is happening in the world right now i do want to i do want to bring i do want to bring one thing up uh, the fact that you said <clears throat> that this started off as an attempted at negotiation before it became a lawsuit, clears so much up for me because yeah. I, I want you, I want I, like right after we recorded the episode where we first talked about this lawsuit, um, I was catching up on some YouTube videos on the on the, I'm sorry the Disney Plus YouTube channel, and there was a straight up interview with Scarlett Johansson on that video where she was like at the very end is like be sure to catch Black Widow on Disney Plus and in theaters, and I'm like. You recorded that and you're doing a lawsuit? Like, what is going on here? So the fact that there was an attempt at a negotiation beforehand, it doesn't make her seem any better, but it just makes things more make more sense. Because if it was just like, you recorded that and then he, he lawsuit. I'm like, what the? That would be I actually worse. feel like this makes her look worse. I was giving yeah. her the benefit of the doubt thinking, okay, there were no negotiations done that were acceptable. Like, this is why she's suing. She had no idea that they were going to do this Disney Plus thing. Now I'm like, oh, so you tried to negotiate, started super high. You knew it was coming to Disney Plus, And now you're mad? Like, now yeah. you just look worse to me. Yeah. The fact that they got it for that video to like promote it. And then it's this comes. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good regardless. That's, that's what I'm saying. It makes more sense, but it looks terrible. Uh, anyone else on this? The only thing I get out of this is that now the Russo brothers say they might not make any more Marvel movies yeah, because of that. this. That's a little sad, but besides that, is that sad. I don't really give a damn. That doesn't even make sense to me either, but okay, y'all. I didn't I didn't read into that. There's a whole article on it and explain it, but uh, whatever. As long as they keep... I can't say his name, so I'm just going to say the movies he's directed. The Thor, uh, Thor 3 Ragnarok director. As oh, long as they keep him in the... Oh, yeah, he's huh? great. Like a YT I'm sorry. Are they them. not? I'm. They're not called the Russo brothers anymore, right? No. I don't know. I no. The article I, said Russo brothers. So. All right, never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. But yeah, as long as they keep him in good spirits and they keep him happy and he gets to keep doing, I'm okay with whatever Marvel and Disney are doing. In terms just, of movie wise, not. I'm not always on board wanna, with Disney's practices. Sorry. 
I want to point out that uh, Robert Downey Jr. only, only got paid <laughs> um, $75 million for Endgame. And she wants $100 million. How much does she get paid? Do you know? Does anyone know how much she got paid for Endgame? Probably not as much. Look the thing right is, now. she is a uh, she, is she not a, an executive producer on Black Widow as well, like or a producer yeah, on she Black is. Widow? Like, so I can understand wanting a little more money, Miss. Like, I get it. I get it. You you helped uh, produce this this film. Like, I completely understand. But you want more money. But you know what? I can't fathom a hundred million dollars, and I actually no longer care. So um, and and, and like you you said though, like a hundred million of three hundred million. Meanwhile, Endgame made like three point seven billion dollars. And by the way, she made fourteen million for Endgame. I'm sorry, Robert Downey Jr. made how much? Seventy-five. And she made how much? Fourteen. Thirteen. Thirteen. Dang, that's why she was like, "Fucking kill me." I don't blame her now. <laughs> like, if he made seventy million and I only made four, almost fourteen million. That's a that, that like that's pretty. <laughs> that's a pretty considering how big a role she played in Endgame. And now I take it all back. You know what? what? She had like a five-minute important role in Endgame. Really? She was actually really annoying to me, but okay. Uh, I take it all back, though. I'm with her now. Get your 100 million, girl. Fuck it. You got 70 million to die, so you should get 100 million to die. Fuck it. I take it all back. Sue him. Sue him all to hell, Scarlett. I still hate you, but sue him all to hell. That disparity in the amount of money is actually ridiculous. Like yeah. that is way too big of a difference. You get just wild how bad like of PR she gets all the time, but like she's so no, it's not regarded. wild. Oh, okay, because she deserves most of it. No, no, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> like she gets so much hate, but like she's still so big in Hollywood. Like it's so strange. Hello, pretty white girl. Stop it. It's not strange I mean, at all. <laughs> exactly. It's not strange at all. Come on. Um. Speaking of strange things, let's talk a little bit about this article on Life is Strange, a review from Washington Post, and then we're going to talk about the PlayStation uh, presentation from today, and then we're going to be done. Cool. There's a review on the Washington Post for Life is Strange, True Colors, and it says, Life is Strange, True Colors, sidesteps the discussion of race, emotional manipulation, and sexuality. True Colors centers, oh no, where is it? Um, this is written by Shannon Liao. Um, oh my god, the Washington Post website has so many pop-up ads, y'all. Watch out if you go there. Um, <laughs> in Life is Strange True Colors, you play a queer Asian-American woman named Alex Chen who chewed up and spit out by the foster care system is searching for home and community. Um, that home could be the fictional Haven Springs, Colorado, uh, where, other, where her older brother Gabe welcomes her with open arms, a new apartment, and a shiny guitar. I'm not going to go into more details about this just in case anyone wants to... Um, play the game but this article does say most glaringly true color centers asian american characters uh though its story could be about anyone of any background the game never talks about race except for showing an asian style shrine at one point um and so its diverse casting feels inconsequential we don't live in a post-racial society as nice as that would be and by avoiding the subject almost entirely true colors draws in fans who want representation without living up to those fans excitement and expectations so we just talked uh, uh earlier a little bit about um you know the, the whole far cry thing and the, the 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 person wanting to see far cry you know uh, uh reviews talk about the nuances of uh ethnicity etc and it turns out that life is strange true colors does not do that how do you guys feel about that 
I didn't know shit about the game, so. Well, life. Well, okay. So, if Life is Strange True Colors, that's kind of odd, honestly. Um, not odd that they're covering the story aspect because that game is story. That's what it's about, right? Um, but as far as the fact that um, it kind of le well the premise of the game anyway, you know, leans into like these um, not talked about subject, like uh, a main character that is uh, minority and, and, and queer, but doesn't kind of like lean into that for its like story aspects. I feel like it's something that the previous Life is Strange games were really good at talking about subjects that were often not talked about. So the fact that True Colors doesn't deal with it as much is, uh, it's weird. It's kind of it's kind of weird that they seem to have strayed away from what I think what made the game or the series special to a lot of people. I know Grayson adores the Life is Strange games because of them tackling these subjects. Um, I just feel I just feel like that if that's what they're, ta- they're discussing in this case, the True Colors. I don't think it's going to come out of a bad game for not leaning to those subjects, but I think it's probably not going to resonate with as many people as a result. It depending on who the audience for the game is. You think? I disagree completely, but it you know depends. that's just it, my shtick. It just depends, honestly, because people played Life is Strange for different reasons. Some people play it because they highly relate to these characters. Some people love the uh, just the story aspect of it, regardless of who's doing what. And some people just like the unique gameplay because it's similar to Telltale games, except that you have more gameplay involved with it because <coughs> the main characters usually have like these powers. Like the first Life is Strange, uh, the main character um, was able to like stopped to like stop and rewind time and then that led to like some puzzle game aspects of it so there are people that like it for that reason like it just really depends on who like what you go into life is strange for is probably going to affect your like overall enjoyment of it based on what i'm hearing but it could again it's different for different people all right anybody else i think it's weird uh to go into a game and say like oh this this character uh you know is this sexuality or 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 they're this ethnicity it's like why isn't this the focus of the game like why are you pigeonholing these stories to be like well the character's asian why isn't it talking about asian problems it's like that's not always the focus on on like just because a character is something doesn't mean that's what the story has to be like they could just have normal like basic problems like everyone else like mm-hmm. we're all just people and it's like if if the creators and the writers wanted to t- tell a specific story like that's the story they wanted to tell uh like yes like the the issues that whoever wrote this article about are very prevalent but not everything has to be that and if i don't know that's just my opinion Okay. Anyone else? No, I kind of agree. Like, it doesn't have to just be like, okay, we have this certain type of person and they're only going to have this certain type of problem. They said they made it more like relative to a lot of different people. I feel like a lot more people could relate instead of just like one specific problem. But at the same time, like representation matters and maybe they should have represented it a little bit more. But like I said, I feel like more people can relate like this. And if that's a story they wanted to tell, then I think that they're going to get their story across. But I haven't played one of these games ever, so. (laughs) Gabe, you want to add anything? 
Now, I was just going to say what Sterling said is kind of very similar. And if I'm misquoting you on this, I'm sorry. But when we got the first look at Forspoken, one of the things that you said that really stood out to me was like, they made a game, you know, with these fictional characters, but it's, you know, it's a black girl who she's doing what you see other people do, you know, fighting dragons and stuff. And like, it, it's, I can't remember exactly how you said, it, but it's like, is this something I said? Yeah, it was a long okay. time ago. It was when we first saw Forspoken, the, the uh, a peak of Forspoken. You know, it's like, it's like what Sterling said. Like, you know, because the character looks a certain way or is represented, not necessarily represented, but looks a certain way. You know, if they're making a game out of it, it doesn't always have to focus on what they're going through because sometimes people just want to escape into you know a different reality and they don't they don't want to necessarily deal with everything they have to deal with in real life. But bro, 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 bro. Bro, what are all of you talking about? I'm going to tell you anymore. how this really lost, works, okay? I lost track. Let me it. tell you something. When I play a video game with a Black character in it, if they are not harassed by the police at least once, I don't care if it's fictional or not, it's not a real game. I want to see this girl have to fight dragons and then be like, Black people wouldn't do this. And then I'm going to be like, you're right, we wouldn't. And that's how I know it's a real game. And if they don't put that in the game... Trash. So are the so are the police going to be riding the dragon? Probably. <laughs> are they going to put a are they going to put a siren in between the horns? Knowing how shitty police, police are uh, to black people, probably you know, Square Enix <laughs> should just throw them in there and just you know have her be chased by a cop on dragon back, and then I'll be like, this is this is real. I understand this feeling. Oh, um, just just the, just the, just the line from that last not the not the one of the PlayStation, but the previous first one trailer. Just just the line. It's like, is that a fucking police riding a dragon? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I'd be like, wow, y'all got it right. Like, you got the experience correct. <laughs> this is obviously me joking about the situation. Clearly, um, that, that was a joke. I'm, I'm not being serious. Uh, I, I, I think it goes both ways. I'm, I'm gonna make this really quick because I'm really tired. I think it goes both ways. Um, and by that, I mean this, this, this. I, I do believe the person who reviewed this is uh, Asian, Asian uh, of Asian descent. Uh, so I think she is completely valid to feel like, hey, you know, I, I, I. I, it's the same thing you said about Forspoken. Uh, when I saw the preview for Life is Strange True Colors after Forspoken, one of the things I said was, holy shit, this is awesome. You have an Asian character, you have a Black character, and they're going to be at the forefront of these video games. That's really fucking cool. So um, with a game like Life is Strange, I have not played one of them, but I do know that it centers around character. I do think it's really weird for a game like this to not center around the character's ethnicity um but i also do agree that there are times in which sometimes you just want to live and be and not everything is about your ethnicity um so i completely understand where you guys are coming from but i do think specifically because this is life is strange it is a little weird that life is strange which is known to like the, the previous one um and correct me if i'm wrong but the previous game was about two mexican americans crossing the border with uh you know uh, uh because of racial issues so it's really weird that this game doesn't touch that at all um and i think it can be disappointing for a lot of you know uh uh asian uh ethnic ethnic blah 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 god i'm so tired uh asian ethnic play ethnically asian players oh my god i'm sorry guys um i think it can be disappointing to be excited to be like oh shit look at this you know the the main character she's like me she looks like me that's super that's super dope and then go in and start playing and be like oh well 
she didn't even you know do this or that like she's nothing compared to what I thought she would be based on my own experiences so of course that can be disheartening but at the same time they can get away with it because she was in a foster home apparently so she could just be like I don't know shit about Asian culture because I've never lived it and this is who I am as a character and that's totally okay too um so yeah I think it goes both ways but you know it doesn't go both ways it doesn't go both ways are a, I could have made a joke. I'm not going to make it. It's you really could have. It's, it's <laughs> what doesn't go both ways is this podcast because we're going to talk about one more thing instead of two, and that is the uh, PlayStation presentation from today. Unless there's anything I'm missing that anybody wants to bring up super quick, is there anything I'm missing that's super big that you want to talk about? Three, two one no all right cool so i'm gonna talk about everything that happened today and then you guys can just tell me what made your wow i i shouldn't say that what made you happy did you almost <laughs> quote what i said in the general I almost, <laughs> I almost quoted what gabe said when he saw some stuff and i'm not going to um so here are all the announcements from the uh, playstation showcase today Gran Turismo 7 is going to arrive on PS5 and PS4 March 4th. Uh, we got the first look at God of War, Ragnarok, Uncharted, Legacy of Thieves collection coming to PS5 and PC. Uh, Chia creating a game inspired by New Caledonia. Cal- Cal- oh, wow. Down the Rabbit Hole and Deathloop story trailer. Blood Hunt comes to PlayStation 5 in 2021, which I'd like, please someone tell me what that is because I still don't know. Um, uh-huh. Yes, it literally just looked like a PvP vampire game where you it's can just va- pick a vampire class. PvP vampire game. Oh, I was right. Holy shit. Thanks, Kelly. <laughs> um, they got a breakdown of the story trailer for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which oops, still looks like shit. My bad. Uh, Face the Unknown and New Ghostwire Tokyo trailer. Uh, GTA and G- GTA 5 and GTA Online now coming to PS5 March 2022. Rewriting history. Alan Wake's remastered brings the writer's story to PS4 and PS5. Nobody asked for that. Um, welcome to the world of Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction. I'm going to stop doing. I'm going to stop talking in between these. I'm sorry. Um, Journey with Freight and Forspoken's Fantastical World next spring best presentation okay that's the last one uh breaking down tiny tina's wonderland's gameplay trailer and a new look at the stylish action of project eve which also looks really good and of course it started with star wars next to the old republic remake and the legendary tale remade on playstation 5 that was everything shown on the playstation uh, showcase did i miss something the insomniac yeah the insomniac games oh shit yeah um insomniac totally mentioned spider-man 2 and wolverine whoopsie In my defense, in my defense, I totally read this from the PlayStation blog. So PlayStation blog didn't even mention everything that was showcased. So it's on uh, them, not me. I guess they were focusing on games that were more on the horizon. Perhaps. Nah, they just wrong. It says yeah. PlayStation Showcase, the complete recap oh. by Sid Schumer. They also, did they did they also talk like did they also talk about Deathloop or yeah, I mentioned they did, yeah. Okay, okay. I think I only did it's it. It's a PlayStation event. Of course they did. Yeah. That's so crazy. They keep talking about this game. Although I will say this is the best looking preview they've shown for Deathloop. It actually like yeah. that's the one where I was like, okay, I think I know what this game is about now. It's cool. Honestly, I think the the trailers are starting to have the reverse effect where I'm like, I am so so sick of this game. Like I don't want to fucking buy it. Oh, dude, it's the opposite for me. Like I was, I could care less about Deathloop in the beginning, and now I'm I'm streaming it on Tuesday because I'm getting. It. All right, well, I'm going to go first, and I'm going to just tell you guys all the best things for me. Um, God of War Ragnarok, that boy looks so annoying, and I really hope that he doesn't ruin the game for me. His son, oh my god. Like, the whole time, I was like, I don't want to play this because he looks like he is going to annoy the fuck out of me. Like, Did you play the first one? Not yet. Um, I love Atreus in the first one. Why? Why? He's so annoying. He's a piece of shit in the first one. So annoying. 
Almost everyone I've heard says they like Atreus. This is the first time I've, I've heard fuck I've Atreus. I've like, never what? heard someone say they like Atreus. No, my cousin, my cousin to is different a very wow. calm person. Okay. And after playing like the first three hours, she was like, dude, I've never wanted to punch the teeth in a kid until now. And I'm like, well, goddamn. Well, if Gabe and Sterling don't like him, I 100% am not going to like him. I saw this trailer and I was like, child, shut the fuck up. Don't trust anecdotal evidence, kids. That's my lesson for today. There you go. Um, I saw that and I was like, oh my God, he's going to be so annoying. Uh, Blood Hunt, I was confused about, but it's been explained to me. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy looks worse and worse every time I see it. Oh my God. Literally every time I see a trailer, I'm like, how could this look worse than it did before? Gamora's hair doesn't move, y'all. It stays like this no matter what she does. And I was like, so this is like, this is it. It's not going to go anywhere. It's so disgusting. And I was reminded that you can only play as Star Lord, which is uh, so, also so disappointing to me. So that was not cool. Ghostwire Tokyo looked cool, but it also looked like it was from 2016. Oopsie. Um, Alan Wake also looks like it's from 2016. I'm not sure why it's coming to PlayStation. I literally was like, who asked for this? Whoever a lot did. of people. Congratulations. <laughs> just go just go play it on old Xbox, like bro. Like, you can't. That game got delisted. Well, I see why. If it looks like it does, I understand why it got delisted. Um and the 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 best the best two announcements for me personally were uh, Project Eve, which looks super fucking cool. I don't know what it was, but I was like pretty women with long hair kicking ass like let's go like i don't know what's happening but this looks amazing i caught a little bit of it i I was driving unfortunately so i missed the beginning of it but that shit looks super dope i'd love to play that and of course finally we got more on forspoken i love this game so much it was like specifically made for me is all i can say like i watch it and i was just like yo like real world mixed with fantasy just thrown in like it's everything i've ever wanted in a video game and it just looks so beautiful and it's starring this beautiful black woman and it's just so exciting and I'm just I'm so ready to put that game in my veins that was it for me oh yeah and Spider-Man looked cool too I guess (laughs) also like I don't know why they showed five seconds of Wolverine I was like does he I guess it's for a hype for people like it's excitement yeah no that's that's that it was dope all right I'm done Somebody else, go. Hurry. CP, go. Tell me. What you think? Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll go next. So I'm just going to lead off with, like, the excitement that got me the most excited, like, by far. The Knights of the Republic remake. I've said multiple times podcast how much I adore Knights of the Republic 1. And, like, the fact that this game is, like, getting, like, a full remake, it's just that's going to look, like, so good. I'm just I'm just so excited. Uh, I will admit I was a little bit worried that about, like, the developer Aspire. Not because they do bad work. It's just because this is way bigger than anything they've ever done. Like, their main thing has been, like, porting, like, the legacy Star Wars games, like, modern consoles. And they've done a good job. They've done some, like, quality of life stuff on that. But this is a full remake of a game that's, like, heavily beloved. Um, but on the little... Um, post talk after the showcase they were talking about they talked to someone inspire and they got a team specifically made for this with like veteran uh, industry people former developers of nice republic they they understand this is a big project and it seems like they're they're ready to do it so i'm i'm optimistic i'm i'm definitely looking forward to this game because i i, I just love nice republic um talking real quick about the insomniac games um wolverine 
yeah, that was a really short trailer for something that I assume is going to be coming up before Spider-Man 2. Um, but yeah, it was a nice hype thing because I saw Insomniac, I saw Marvel, I thought it was going to be Spider-Man 2 right then and there. And then the claws came out and they showed Wolverine. I was like, what? And then, of course, Spider-Man 2 got shown later. Now, Spider-Man 2. Obviously, I'm excited about that because I adored the first Spider-Man game and I haven't finished Miles Morales, but I do enjoy what I've played. Um, but I'm with two minds about it because as hype as I am to see it and see a trailer for it, I really don't think we needed to see this game that's coming out in 2023, especially yeah, since what's being that. shown, especially since what's being shown in this trailer is pretty much what we already knew. Like, okay, Spider-Man 2 is going to have the main characters be uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man and Miles Morales, Spider-Man. We already knew that. And also the fact that um, Venom is going to be in the game. Um, if that, I'm just going to, uh, real minor spoiler, but Venom does, like is teased at the end of this Marvel Spider-Man game. So we knew that too. So like... I'm sorry. I did not finish or play that game. We did not know that. Yeah. I, it was on the back burner. But okay. But now, now you know, because Venom is right there. So I'm sorry. Sony spoiled it before I did. There we go. Man, I'm gonna I throw my PS5 out. All right, fine. I'll enjoy the game in in two years. Uh, but again, again, it's again, it's too early. It was it was just a bit too early. Uh, minor. I hope Venom is playable, but that's Wolverine doesn't have a release date, right? It doesn't. I'm just no. assuming that's what looks like. It's so far off too. No, yeah, yeah. I I do not agree with what you said, Brandon. I think that game is like farther off than Spider-Man. Than Spider-Man Two. Like, I completely agree. No way they would just show a five. Uh, farther trailer. away than 2023, though. Yeah, like, without or at a least doubt. in the same year. Oh my god! Then, <clears throat> if that's the case, then I take back what I said about being excited for Wolverine. I don't want to know about a game that's coming out three years from now. Like that's 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 what I'm going to say about. That. Are you a Legend of Zelda fan? Yeah, they don't tell us about games that aren't advanced. We knew about no, Breath no, of the no. Wild since 2014. No, 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 no. That game got I, delayed, though. That game got I, delayed. Like, what's it wasn't to say that Wolverine and Spider-Man didn't get delayed because of COVID? Yeah, but then why would they have shown it now if they knew this was going ahead? When it's my turn to talk, I will say. <laughs> okay, fair. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Project Eve looks cool. I'm excited to see more. Um, Forspoken looks amazing. I can't wait. Alan Wake remastered. Um, I've never looked at Alan Wake, but I know a lot of people that like it, so I might give it a try. Why the hell is Grand Theft Auto Five remake, uh, not remake, a remaster being delayed again? Like, what the hell? What are they putting in this game? COVID. This game like, like, <laughs> but what are they COVID? putting in? I don't know. I'm, I'm literally just giving all companies the pass of, hey, COVID. COVID. I saw yeah. you meant they were putting COVID in the game. I was like, <laughs> I mean, oh. it's Grand Theft Auto 5. I don't, I don't I, doubt it. They have everything I'm in that experience game. Now everyone has to wear they, masks. They, they, I, I don't doubt they would. Like, there's going to be a mission where you have to, like, beat up, like, 20 people not wearing masks in the street. That would be so real, too. Because I hope they're white. Man, they would. Oh, did I say they that totally out loud? Would. Oh, man. <laughs> I continue to not know what Ghostwire Tokyo is, but it looks kind of cool. Deathloop, I mean, I'm playing it Tuesday, so we'll see how cool that is. I don't care. I'm so excited for Guardians of the Galaxy. Anyway, moving on. Um, what I'm sorry, else? Brandon. Yeah, like, it is what it is. I'm excited for it. Was that everything? I guess so. Like, it was a it was a pretty packed uh, showcase. There's a lot of cool stuff there. There's just so much that's, like, far away. I guess it's my only really negative about it. There's just, Like, I, I liked a lot of that was shown there. It's just, like, some of it is just so so far away it's just yeah that's pretty much all i got to say cool stuff 
can't wait to play it, but I'm going to have to like erase it, a lot of it from my mind because otherwise I'll just drive myself crazy for the weights. I kept thinking this is what Sony has to show off because they weren't at E3. And then I was like, well, now I see why they weren't at E3. Yeah. But also, but also I was like, yo, PlayStation Studios is making some serious work. Like they are making those studios they acquired are putting in fucking work on Mm -hmm. these games that are coming out. And it's, it's going to be amazing. Who's next? Mm -hmm. You know, who bought a bunch of studios that aren't, that aren't showing their work yet? Xbox. (coughs) Sorry. Ooh, (coughs) Bethesda. All right. Who's next? Uh, got 10 minutes uh, whatever uh, I don't really care I don't play PlayStation uh, Project Eve honestly the only thing that stood out to me about Project Eve obviously beautiful woman fighting monsters the blood like the blood it was so like, gory there was like so much blood I was like all right I'm I'm listening you know um I don't really care about any Marvel anything yeah. I haven't played any of the Spider-Man yeah. games uh since Ultimate Spider-Man on the PlayStation 2 so don't care. Um, uh, don't care about God of War, Gran Turismo. Don't care. Um, Deathloop looks weird. Like it just it looks like unfinished or something. Like it's really like weird and like blocky. But I'm I'm kind of into it. I don't know. Um, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. I played Borderlands Three, so I'd probably check that out. Um, mm-hmm. I actually was really surprised. I was like listening to the showcase, and then I was like that's tiny tina's voice like before i even saw it and i looked and it was and i was like oh shit okay um so i cared about that and i mean yeah forespoken was really that like looks so good oh my god probably the best thing that they showed to me um like agree, hard agree. you know like first there was a cat and i was like oh shit it's getting <laughs> real um and then they were she like went through the portal and i was like okay and then i was like oh this must be that game with the dragons because she was like in a castle i was like okay and then i watched and like the fucking dragons look legit and it looks gorgeous yo that um, world is huge yeah like, it looks watching and be like that is a huge world oh my god it looks it looks really good um and also oh god blood hunt was the vampire one mm-hmm. i watched some gameplay uh i saw someone streaming on twitch one of my favorite streamers it just looked really like generic to me I, i'm not sure i haven't played it but it seems like a fast pace almost like something that's going to be hit or miss i don't know but yeah. um and they also called it like there's way longer of a title i don't even remember it's like vampire love of the uh-huh. hunt blood hunt or some shit like i don't know what it's called but uh blood hunt would have been a lot better name guys just maybe shorten it <laughs> um but yeah those are my thoughts uh right off the bat don't give a shit about Guardians of the Galaxy. Don't give a shit about Blood Hunt. Uh, I'm very tired of seeing Death Loop. I'm gonna be honest. What? <laughs> uh, uh, Eve, Eve looks sick. That was yes. uh, like, um, I honestly thought it was gonna be a near automatic, like a near game. It looked very similar in like just the way the characters moved and such, but it looks sick. Um. I was like, what is this Bayonetta game? I want it. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, as most people know, I'm not a huge like Western game fan. I, I have so much more affinity to Japanese games, uh, but I am super, super excited for God of War. I love the first game. Uh, I think it's interesting that Corey Barlog is not directing this game that came out like after the trailer. So definitely a little revelation. 
Uh, I agree with Jarrell. Atreus looks annoying as hell again. Like he's like, I feel like he's in a like teenage phase. So it's like, he's going to be even worse now somehow. Uh, what else? Uh, the, the Tokyo game, what was it? Ghostwire or whatever? Ghostwire Tokyo, yeah. Uh, again, I thought the same as Jarrell. Like, this game looks really weirdly bad. Um, I, I disagree with him on the fact that I do kind of want to try Alan Awake just because it's like a horror game and I love those. Uh, and I think that's it. I really, really wish there was something Final Fantasy at this presentation. I was really hoping for something. Do not rush Yoshi P. He's working on 16 and 14. You leave my yeah. lovely, beautiful man alone. Yeah. They could have had like... Nope. Well, um, no one's allowed to talk about him here. Okay. Oh, that's not him. All right, never mind. You can talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay, okay, so I'm going to try and fit this into the time we have remaining. For the benefit of the benefit of the first thing I'm going to say is Forspoken automatically... It's going to be one of the Game of the Year nominations. I, I know Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out, but I'm telling you right now, this is going to be one of those games up there. The game looked amazing. It looked so, like, when you think open world, it definitely looked open. It was, like, busted wide open, open world. Like, it was huge. It looked huge. It looked so much fun. Um, I'm not even going to say that. That's going to be mean. I'm, I'm on high praises for Forspoken. Cannot wait to play that game. Definitely buying it uh, day one. Um, to be nice, since Brand is excited for Guardian of the Galaxy, I will say that this time around, even though it still looks kind of clanky and a little weird, they did fix a lot of the shading issues in the last trailer. The last trailer looked very discolored and a little weird, but this time it looked like, okay, the colors match this time. Um, probably not going to buy that game off the bat because it just, I, again, I like Drell said, I don't, it's the Guardians of the Galaxy and I only get to play as one of them. Um, now, the Marvel games. Excited for Wolverine automatically when I saw Insomniac and Marvel and I saw a bar and I saw a bunch of people on the floor. I was like, this is a hundred percent X-Men or Wolverine. Mm -hmm. The only guy that constantly has a bar setting every time he's introduced, no matter what. And as soon as I saw someone sitting at the bar, I'm like, yeah, that's him excited for that. I just me personally, I'm feeling it a little M M V G U coming on Marvel video game universe. Because, I mean, we got oh, Spider-Man, we got Miles mm -hmm. Morales, maybe, maybe. and in the comics, Wolverine and Spider-Man actually do work quite a lot. And yeah, Venom also goes after Wolverine every now and then, too, because it's like, hey, you can't die. I can't die. Let's just beat the shit out of each other for fun. Um, but then for the Spider-Man game, the reason I think they showed it off now, despite us or the people who have played through both the games completely think. You know, they see that Venom's going to be the villain or whatever. There's two reasons. One, there's a second villain that we were introduced to. And I strongly think it's Mobius because they took way okay. too long showing Venom in all that pitch black darkness. And two, they were showing us it's a co-op game because the entire trailer was Miles Morales and Peter Parker fighting together. So it's not I, to me. I think they're like, hey, we know the last two Spider-Man games have been. You're one, you're one character for 90% of the time and you do a couple of missions as another character. But for this one, it's going to be, you're going to have the option of, you know, co-op or online play. And a lot of the missions are going to be side by side with the other spider. So Makes sense. I'm excited. And then also, I feel like them telling us 2023 is a hopeful sign that, hey, it's not going to come out 
holiday 2023 or the second half it's going to come out a lot sooner you know maybe mm. january february um besides that death loop i the only reason i'd want to play death loop at this point is for the main character because he had some very funny lines yeah he was I, <laughs> yeah when he like when he saw himself he was like that's what i look like damn i look good i'm yeah. like i want to play that that looks funny and then also because they you know like drill said we finally kind of have an idea of what the game's about like you're going to be hunting other people down in a race with somebody else and it's not like just random people it's like you have a list of targets um don't care about alan's wake uh the star wars knights of the old republic i'm excited for that just because it's a new star wars game and i know i get to wield the lightsaber in there um wish they would have told us a little bit more on that but yeah that game's not showed, coming out anytime soon yeah they just showed not darth revenant or whatever the hell his name is and yeah darth revenant on but yeah can't wait the first half of 2022 is going to be so exciting forespoken elden ring breath of the wild 2 fingers crossed pokemon arceus but yeah i'm, I'm excited my two is looking good uh, and that was a successful wrap-up thank you guys for being a part of the age Critical podcast once again thank you for everyone who's listening sorry we were gone last week we're back this week you'll see us next week maybe yeah. I'll, I'll be tired um Thank you, uh, Sterling, for coming on the guest with us last minute. Awesome to see you again. Thank you, Kelly, Brandon, and Gabe, as always. And with that, good night, everybody. We will see you later. Bye. 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 Bye.